On episode 549 of the 40 Plus Fitness Podcast, we discuss frequently asked weight loss questions. You can find the full show notes for this episode at 40plusfitnesspodcast.com forward slash 549. you decided you're ready to make a change to reclaim your health and fitness the 40 plus fitness podcast is here for you each week we dive deep into health and fitness topics that affect those of us over 40 i'm alan meisner i'm an nsam certified personal trainer with specializations in corrective exercise behavior change and fitness nutrition a fai certified functional aging specialist and an ota level 2 online trainer I'm joined each week by our co-host, Rachel Everett. She is an NASN certified personal trainer and a RRCA level one run coach. Let us be your coaches as you find your way on your health and fitness journey. All right, let's go. Getting older is more than just losing your hair or your skin getting thin and crepey. We get weaker, we gain weight. Our energy goes, and with it, we feel ourselves go. It's the aging curve. You look in the mirror, or you see a reflection in a window, and ask, who is that old dumpy? And you look away. There goes the confidence. Aches and pains seem to pop up like dandelions in your yard. If having an active retirement was part of the plan, well, what if I told you that you make this decision each and every day? You decide whether you're going down a steeper aging curve or you're slowing it. I think you know that. I think you try, are trying, but there's just something missing. With over six and a half years of training people over 40, people just like you, I've learned that there are a few key things that trip us up, and I've made sure to address all of them in my BFFT program. The BFIT for Task program, BFFT for short, is a six-week deep dive that addresses mindset, nutrition, fitness, and self-care in a way that meets you where you are and takes you forward. We find the tactics and strategies that will work for you, giving you the tools you need. However, it's not good enough to know what to do. You have to do it and keep doing it. Consistency wins. And through BFFT, you have the accountability and support to get you there. Learn more at 40plusfitness.com forward slash BFFT. Change is hard when you don't have the tools and accountability. BFFT will give you both, and you'll have me with you each and every step of the way. 40plusfitness.com forward slash BFFT. Not deciding is deciding. You can stay on your current path, or you can do something different. Check out 40plusfitness.com forward slash BFFT now. You owe it to yourself to at least learn more about the BFIT for Task program. I hope you will. Hello, Russ. Hey, Alan. How are you today? Um, I'm doing all right. Good. <laughs> uh, you know, it's um, if, you've, if you've kind of followed the news outside the United States, uh, mm-hmm. then you know that there's a lot of countries particularly countries that have a, a large proportion of their, um, of their people that are living right at or below the poverty line. Mm-hmm. And um, Panama is one where, you, you know, they have some individuals here that are really, really rich. And then there's a lot of individuals that are pretty much hand to mouth, what they make today, they eat today uh, mm-hmm. kind of people. And so 
uh, with the way prices and inflation has been going up, it's it's making it really difficult for these folks. And so there's basically strikes slash protests going on uh, oh. around the country. And what that means is, and, and their favorite way to protest is to basically just shut down roads. So all across the country, uh, you have various industries that are going completely going on strike. Transportation mm. is, is one of the key ones. And then, yeah, they block all the roads. So what that means is that, um, you know, fuel, for example, isn't getting to this island because it can't oh, get through no. the roadblocks. And what that means is that our power is, is run by generator. Mm -hmm. uh, they're due to run out of power today. In fact, while oh, we're recording gosh. this, my power might just go out. Oh, no. Um, and, and then, you know, but I do have a backup powder. Uh, my computer's plugged in and charging. So I should be able to finish the podcast in the dark. Uh, oh but <laughs> if it wow. happens, it also means that people traveling around the country are getting stuck, you know, so mm -hmm. they, they get one place and then they, they run into a roadblock. And then before they can really turn around and come all the way back, there's another roadblock behind them and they're literally trapped on the road. And, mm. and so, you know, people, it's just, it's making travel very difficult. It's making planning sure. anything. So, you know, Tammy's due to take our granddaughter back and it's like, well, I can't chance the bus because we might get stuck and spend a couple of days on the side of a highway with, with no services. Oh my and gosh. Um, so she's, she's concerned about that. And so she's got to reconfigure re her travel. They're going to have to fly to Panama city and hope that they can get to Tokoman airport. Cause that road's been blocked off a few times too. Wow. Um, and then, yeah, I've got a trip in August, so I'm hopeful that they, they take care of some of this stuff and get some of these things out of the way, but yeah. it is what it is. It's a, uh, it's a kind of uh, tense, but it's not like, you know, burning down cities and stuff like that, that <laughs> sometimes good. happens. So it's, it, it, at least at this point, it's, it's relatively peaceful. And yeah, there have been right. a few fist fights because, you know, if you're sitting there in the road trying to get somewhere and oh. you've been stuck for hours and there's just people just just sitting on the road, um, yeah. it, it, it can kind of upset some people. So there have been, oh, you sure. know, some, some, some fights, fist fights and things like that, but nothing, nothing major so far. Uh, but I think as it gets going, it could, it could blow up and be bigger. So, um, wherever you are, be safe. Um, yeah. you know, this is, this isn't, it's not that this won't happen in the United States. Um, so just realize, you know, you take care of yourself, take care of your family. And the best thing you can do is take care of your health um, mm -hmm. and make sure that you're in good shape that way. Um, cause you just never know what's going to happen in the world for us. But, yeah. um, so yeah, um, you know, the Chinese proverb, may you live in interesting times. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm there, baby. I'm there. Yeah, um, That is very interesting. <laughs> I, well, so, I hope it gets to be a little more peaceful. I hope things resolve soon. For yeah. You because all. the, the meat market where I buy most of my meat, she says she's hasn't gotten a shipment. She's not, doesn't know when she's going to get another shipment. So I, I could easily, we could easily run out of food on the island, you know, in oh addition to running out of fuel, uh, we capture our water. So it's long, it's been raining, so we're going to have water, but mm -hmm. <laughs> the food thing might, might actually start to be a problem for us, but, uh, oh my gosh. I'm sure they'll figure something out, but, well, um, my anyway. fingers are crossed. <laughs> How are things up there? Good, good. You know, for this early morning podcast, I had to get up a little bit earlier than normal. So I got to see the sunrise this morning and enjoyed a wonderful morning run and have my coffee sitting here with me while we chat today. And I'm just in a good place. It's going to be a good day. 
Yes, it's going to be a good day. And Mm -hmm. uh, the reason we're recording this early is we want to have a little extra time. Mm -hmm. And so we pushed our recording to a different day. And then all of the conflicts and things that I had, (laughs) um, this was the only time we could record. Uh, But this is a special episode because this is going to be one of our question and answer episodes. And we want to have these more regularly. Uh, So if you have questions about anything, uh, you Mm -hmm. can join us on our Facebook group at 40plusfitnesspodcast.com forward slash group. And in the group, occasionally I will post for questions like I did this time. And then you also, Rachel, you, you posted in your, in your page, uh, yep. strong souls, strong souls. Yep. Strong okay. souls. Strong souls. Yep. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I can't stick that in my head, but uh, <laughs> I know it's you. And I, I know, I know it's you when yeah. I see the post, I say, okay, yeah, that's, that's Rachel. I, mm-hmm. uh, but anyway, so we posted a question. Uh, and this this week we're going to discuss weight loss questions, and so uh, we had a few people that did submit some questions, and then some of the other questions that uh, I put in here were questions that I get all the time from my clients, or questions that uh, I've seen regularly either on the group or just mm-hmm. in other forums. Uh, so I wanted to talk about those. So today we're going to talk about weight loss questions. Now the first question uh, comes from Melissa. And I believe Miss L- Melissa is a client of yours and mm-hmm. she's in your strong souls, uh, page group. Yep. Um, and so she posted the question, what should be the number one thing to focus on? Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, she said macros, water exercise, I'm going to add calories because a lot of people ask about whether they should do calories in calories out and, and all of that. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to like the answer to this, Melissa, but the, the answer is it depends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, it depends. Uh, mm-hmm. I've, I've seen people be extremely successful uh, just by focusing on their calories. They do the calories mm-hmm. in, the calories out, and, you know, the formula just seems to fall in place for them. They eat a little bit less, they lose some weight, um, and they feel good. Um, mm-hmm. So there's that. If you decide you want to try uh, to do some macros based stuff like keto or low carb, uh, then obviously now you're focused on the macros a little bit more. Mm-hmm. We all know that w- drinking enough water is important to stay hydrated and sometimes full. So you start feeling mm-hmm. a little hungry, you drink some water, you kind of lose that, you, you get that fullness sensation and the hunger kind of goes away. So if it's binges and, and, and kind of urges and things like that, water can be a great tool. Mm-hmm. And then exercise. And we're going to talk a little bit more about exercise. There's another question on this later, a few questions on this later, uh, because we talk about exercise, but um, exercise should not be your weight loss plan. Um, mm-hmm. It seldom works. Uh, yes, you're increasing your calorie usage, um, but there's reasons why sometimes your body still won't lose the weight. So mm-hmm. exercise is important. It's important for a lot of reasons. Uh, it can be a tool, um, just a tool in your tool chest that makes losing weight a little easier. And mentally, it probably helps a lot because I've I've noticed as I get people moving, uh, they suddenly start paying a lot more attention to the other things that can make them healthy. They mm-hmm. actually start eating better because it's kind of like, well, I went for that run this morning and now I'm in the drive through at McDonald's. Um, that feels kind of weird. Um, <laughs> and so you start maybe eating a little bit better, you know, uh, you start working out, you get more energy and you have more energy now cooking, batch cooking, doing the things to have healthy food, putting a little bit energy, more energy into that you're able to. So mm-hmm. from my perspective, you got, you have to pick a strategy 
that you know mm-hmm. will work for you. That can be mm-hmm. focused on macros. That can be focused on calories. Um, and then the water and the exercise are tools that mm-hmm. you carry along with you, regardless of the way you choose to do this, that then become ways that you can make sure that the weight loss is consistent. And, you know, yeah, if you find yourself plateauing, well, put a couple hit workouts in your month. Uh, mm-hmm. And that might be just the thing to trigger it. But the other thing I'd caution is I think sometimes when people do macros, they forget the calories count. Right. Yep. You know, and I've got lots of friends in this industry that are keto mm-hmm. and they've been keto for five years, six years, seven years, and they're wow. still, and they're still obese. Hmm. And I, I can kind of tell them why uh, they don't like the answer, uh, <laughs> but the answer is that they're overeating. Mm-hmm. You know, the macros are fine. Their body knows how to use the fat for energy. Mm-hmm. They're just eating too much yeah. and, or they're not moving enough. Okay. Yeah. And so you know, it's both. Yeah. Go ahead. See, that's where I was going to go to is, is uh, if you, one of the things I like to say is if you can measure it, you can monitor it. And with the apps nowadays, like um, fitness pal, and there's a number of different food diary apps you can use. Um, I think that we are not fully aware of how many calories we're eating and, and, and in what macros specifically, you know, and it's just easy for our mind to think, yeah, we're only having, you know, a half a cup or a quarter cup of nuts. When you really go down to measure it, you're eating a full cup or something or cereal or a glass of milk or whatever it is that you're eating. We just have this way of not really recognizing the true volume of what we're eating. And in that case, we're not really recognizing the true number of calories that we're eating. So um, I, that's what I would have suggested. You know, if you can measure it, you can monitor it and then find your weak points. You know, if you start measuring what foods you're eating and paying attention to any trends, you might notice that maybe you're having too many carbs in a day or too much fat in a day or too much of something else in a day, in which case if you're eating too much of something, then you're lacking in something else. So it's really good to keep some sort of a food diary and observe any trends in your habits and, and see what you can do better. Yeah. And, and what, just what you said, your example of, of half a cup of nuts that then turns into a full <laughs> cup of nuts. Well, yeah. let's, let's break that down. A serving mm-hmm. of nuts is about two ounces, mm-hmm. an ounce or two ounces. So you could be having anywhere from four to eight servings of nuts. And you look on mm-hmm. there and it's like, oh, well, it's 160 calories for a serving of nuts. Well, mm-hmm. guess what you just did? You ate yeah. 800 calories of nuts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and I'm, I'm good at this. I know this trend very well, because this is what I do. You know, I'll measure my food, a quarter cup of nuts, and it looks like, you know, a a little bit of a hill in the palm of my hand. You know, I can fit this much ounces of nuts in my hand. And so then I put the measuring cup away and I start pouring the nuts in my hand and it, the pile gets a little bigger and a little bigger. Oh, it's just a few more nuts. It's just a few extra calories, but it, you know, it snowballs. It can be a lot more calories and it's just easy for our minds to kind of overlook that. So it's important to measure and monitor. Yeah. Cause an almond is about 16 calories. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so they add up really yeah, fast, really fast, a couple mm-hmm. extra in there. And, and over time that's, that's more calories. And, and so again, they both matter, you know, your mm-hmm. body's going to react to different foods, different ways. Uh, certain things are going to be inflammatory for you. True. Uh, inflammation causes you to weigh more, way more, uh, mm-hmm. even though it's not fat, it, it causes some other problems and you do retain water and, and all this stuff with inflammation. 
So you're going to weigh more. You just naturally right. are. And so just, yeah, having a balance to this and, and looking for what does work for you is, is going to be the key for this. Mm-hmm. You know, a good point on the inflammation, you know, right now it's the middle of summer and we should be chugging water. Like it's going out of style. You know, we're sweating a lot. If we're working outside, we need to re- uh, replace that. But if you're eating a lot of carbs and drinking a lot of water, you're going to feel a little bloated. You could um, see that scale change a little bit. And you just have to recognize that you're drinking a lot of water for a reason. It's important to have this in you and it might, you know, cause a little inflammation. It might cause you to bloat up a little bit. And so just don't be so hard on yourself. If you're going on a run, like I did this morning, I sweated buckets, but I also drank a ton of water when I got home. And so if I step on the scale, it's not going to reflect, you know, what I'm really doing on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. I, I typically ask my clients to weigh themselves first thing in the morning, mm-hmm. you know, uh, get up, do your little potty break, uh, mm-hmm. and then step on the scale. Um, and typically that's the lightest weight we're going to weigh that day. Cause we, overnight we've kind of dehydrated a little bit. We haven't drank mm-hmm. any water. We haven't eaten any food. Um, and then if we just went to the bathroom, we've gotten rid of a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. Now you weigh yourself. And then I, I also recommend that you not weigh yourself every day. Yes. If you're, if you're someone who's going to kind of get yourself a little, put back mm-hmm. because what could happen is on day one, you, you lose a pound and you're mm-hmm. really excited. That's a whole pound in a day. That's great. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the next day you gain half a pound. Mm-hmm. The third day you gain a pound mm-hmm. and the fourth day you lose a pound. Now, yes. if you sat there and weighed yourself every day, you had a loss and then you had two gains. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of people that early in, or they're going to sit there and say, oh my God, I'm gaining weight. I, I wanted mm-hmm. to lose weight. Uh, and then they, what they do is if you weigh yourself out every four days, you lost a pound and a half in four days. Mm-hmm. And you, you know, you're, that's good. You, you know, you're targeting about a pound to a pound and a half, maybe two pounds in a week. You're three quarters of the way there, baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you're there or three quarters <laughs> of the way there for your, for a max loss of two pounds. Uh, you've done really good and mm-hmm. you should be proud of that. Uh, but if you let yourself get disgruntled or, or want to quit because the yeah. scale didn't go down every day. Cause guess what? It won't right. ever go down uh-huh. every day, unless you just start cutting off body parts. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, right. if you're cutting off body parts, then absolutely. You can lose weight every single day until, well, you can't. Um, uh, but mm-hmm. that's, you know, that's kind of the whole part of this is to say, okay, I have to be reasonable about it. How does my mind work? And, mm-hmm. and so, uh, don't necessarily weigh yourself every day, weigh yourself for, sure. for trends. Don't track your food every day. If you don't feel like doing it, track mm-hmm. it for trends, you know, mm-hmm. go out there one day and say, okay, I'm going to track what I'm eating. I'm going to weigh it. I'm going to look at it. I'm going to make sure that I got all my servings, right. I've got my calories, right. Uh, my fitness pal is great for that because it has mm-hmm. a very big database, but some of the items on the database aren't 100% correct. They do need, mm-hmm. you do need you to pay attention. Uh, because I couldn't tell you what a hundred grams of steak looks like. Oh gosh, no. <laughs> but that's not what you, you know, that, that pops up hundred grams yeah. of steak and they make that like, that's a serving. I'm like, uh, okay. Um, mm-hmm. I, I look at steak by ounces and I know that the palm of my hand, just the palm is about a serving size of steak. So for dinner, I might sit down and have two servings of steak. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that's what I'm having is because about two size of two palms. Um, if I'm going to have chicken, I know that's my full hand. 
Perfect. Okay. Uh, fish, my whole hand, five ounces, four ounces for steak, four ounces for pork. And when you start getting that down, you know what it looks like. You talked about mm-hmm. the palm of your hand and the almonds. Yep. That's exactly what we're talking about. You start understanding what a serving is just because you spent a little time studying it, what mm-hmm. it looks like. Mm-hmm. And so with some of my clients, instead of doing my fitness pal and tracking, I just say, send me photographs, just take a picture mm-hmm. of, of your meals and send them to me. And then if I see something, I'll say something there, uh, yeah. But for them. They'll think, okay, well, that was a serving of, of chicken. And I'm like, no, they, when you went to that restaurant, they gave you three servings of chicken. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you thought that was one serving of potato. Uh, no, that was probably three servings of potato. Yeah. And so you got to get that and understand that, but however you go about that, that's really important. So, uh, Miss Melissa, it does depend. And you just mm-hmm. have to find a way of eating that really works for you. And these other tools, get them in your tool chest. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it'll happen. Yep. Perfect. All right. Now the second question's kind of related. Um, it's, is low carb better than low fat? Oh, that's a good one. So I'm going to let you start on this, Rachel, because you, you do you and <laughs> what you do works. So I want, I want to hear your side of it first. Well, all of us are different. So again, I'll wave the flag of it depends on who you are. Um, but for my, my personal um, opinion is that low carb is better than low fat. I think we need the healthy fats in our diets because they deliver so many important nutrients and energy that we don't get. Um, But it's the carbs that I definitely keep an eye on because not all carbs are good for you. And, And it's not just bread carbs that we think of, although those are the ones that we tend to overdose on. And I use that word specifically. We have um, cereal grains at breakfast and toast and sandwiches with giant submarine sandwich buns at lunch and then dinner rolls for dessert and cakes and, um, you know, things, uh, cookies for desserts. You know, we get so many carbs each and every single day and they all taste good, but they actually do nothing for us. There's very few nutrients in these types of products. So, um, when I think of carbs, I think of the carbs that I'll get in my, in the fibrous, uh, fruits and vegetables that I choose to eat. Um, so uh, my opinion is you just got to keep an eye on those carbs and just don't overdose on them. I'm not going to say everyone needs to go keto or any such thing, but I am saying again, if you measure it, you can monitor it. And I just think that we get way too many carbs in our day-to-day diet than we need. We can't use all that energy. And then it just turns into fat later on. Yeah. I, you know, I do also tend towards low carb with, with most, most people, uh, mm-hmm. because uh, what I've found is you can feel satiated longer with fewer calories. Absolutely. But where I would caution on either of these is realize how smart the food industry is. And when we start having these things like low fat, when low fat came out, oh, all the products hit the market, right. low fat, you walk into a grocery store. Now, sometimes it is hard to find full fat yogurt. Mm-hmm. It is. You know? And I'm looking. Yeah. And, and literally you go to the milk place and it's like, they'll have one little space for the whole milk and then skim milk and semi skim milk and, you know, yep. low fat milk and, and, and all of that. And, mm-hmm. and all the other stuff where they're attacking, you know, taking out the lactose and doing, so you'll find more milk. That's not whole milk than milk. <laughs> um, and mm-hmm. so, you know, just, just be cautious that they do that. And then now with low carb, 
as mm-hmm. that started really kind of getting some traction, you're seeing the same thing. They're making right. products that are higher in fat and lower in basic carbs or a lot more yeah. fiber. Uh, so your net carbs are lower, which fiber is good, but mm-hmm. a lot of what they're putting together is not food. And so it's easy to get trapped into the, well, this is a keto friendly snack. Or this is a keto friendly meal. I'm, I'm, I go in there and there's a TV dinner and it says keto man. And, and there's your, <laughs> your, 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 you know, toss it in microwave. It's, it's processed stuff. It's okay? still and your, processed. And your, yeah. and your body's not. Good. So the, the true answer is whole food. Right. Now, rather that is, has a, a lot more fat in it, it should have the right fats in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're trying to get your omega threes. You're trying to get the healthy fats from nuts and seeds and olives and avocados and those types of things. Mm-hmm. And you can find what works. The reason low fat was, was is a, a diet thing at all is because fat has more calories than mm-hmm. carbs, but it also has a higher energy requirement to use it. And mm-hmm. it stays in your system longer. So you stay fuller longer. Protein mm-hmm. has the same number of carbs, I mean, uh, calories as carbs. And so it is, but, but it's going to stay, it's going to, it takes a lot more energy to burn it and use it. That's called the thermal effect of food. And mm-hmm. it's going to stay in your system longer and you'll stay fuller longer. So a high fat, medium uh, protein food stuff is going to take longer you're going to burn more energy burning it than mm-hmm. you would with carbs. Some carbs will hit your system like a sugar freight train. That's right. And, yeah. <laughs> and you're going to, you're going to, your blood sugar is going to spike up. You're going to have yeah. all this energy. You're going to feel and, great, but you're yep. not burning it. So what's going to happen immediately thereafter is you're going to, your insulin's going to pick in. It's going to pull it out. It's going to put it where it puts it, which if you haven't burned it uh, out of your muscle and liver, it's going to put it in fat mm-hmm. for short-term storage. It thinks, but um, we know it's, it stays there a lot longer Yes, and then, and then you're going to sugar crash. Mm-hmm. And so you had that high, high carb, low fat breakfast, you, know, you had the juice, you had the, the cereal and it's mm-hmm. fortified and it's fortified. Oh so it's healthy. And then your blood sugar plummets at 10 o'clock and yeah. you find yourself snacking. And if you didn't bring a healthy snack to snack on, you're at the vending machine or again. yeah, and, and then boom, another mm-hmm. sugar rush. And then lunch comes and you can mm-hmm. kind of see how this little roller coaster of up and down with your blood sugar is not serving you at all. Yeah, absolutely. Now, low fat makes it easier to be sustained for longer. Um, when you get to where your body is comfortable burning a good, good amount of fat, it'll start looking at your body as food. Uh, <laughs> I've got body fat here. I've got mm-hmm. enough energy to last the rest of my life. I never have to eat again. And you might actually find that you're not as hungry and, you know, you forget to eat. Uh, I know that sounds weird uh, <laughs> in, in, a, in a culture, uh-huh. but it, you, you can forget about food. You cannot mm-hmm. think about food 24 seven, but it does take understanding what real food is. And just because you go low carb does not mean you're not eating vegetables. Okay. Right. I don't know, you know, and it does not mean you're not eating fruit. Um, mm-hmm. I want to put that out there. There are ways for you to include fruit in your mm-hmm. diet and still be low carb or keto. There are ways for you to make sure you're getting adequate uh, vegetables and a good variety mm-hmm. of vegetables and the fiber and things that they bring. The, you know, and we're gonna. I just did an interview. It's it's going to air in a, a few weeks um, where we talk about this. We talk about this very thing of well, food oh, is medicine and how you know 
having what we would call more of a plant-based diet is actually better for you. Mm-hmm. And guess what? You can be plant-based and low carb. Mm-hmm. Well, you also mentioned real foods, real fruits, real vegetables, real protein sources, things that didn't come out of a box or a jar. And, and since you mentioned that too, if you're eating like that, then you're also keeping an eye on sugars. And that I think is even more um, hideous than anything else, because if you're looking at a low fat or a low carb food or low um you know, low calorie food, what they do is they put a ton of sugar in it. And there's probably 30, 40, 50 different names for the word sugar. And it just is hidden in all these foods. And you don't realize how much sugar you're getting throughout the day. And if you start reading labels and watching for how many sugars are in a product and not even added sugars are the worst, but just all of the different sugars that are in products, you would be so surprised how much sugar you're getting in a day. And that's probably worse than anything else. Yeah. I I'm running a sugar challenge. I set it up kind of to run evergreen now. So if you want to take the sugar challenge, you can go to 40 plusfitnesscom forward slash sugar. Um, it's a low cost program. It's 28 days. Uh, it'll teach you how much sugar you're eating. It'll teach you why Sweet. you don't want to be eating that much sugar. And I set goals for various levels of sugar. And it's interesting. People will come back and say, there's, there's no way I can keep my sugar below 25 grams. And like people do it all the time You'd and they surprised. lose weight and they feel great. Yeah. Um, but, but the thing is, this is you don't know how much you're eating, but the average person, average person, I want you to think average person is mm-hmm. eating 152 pounds of sugar per year. And no one thinks that. And because it's <laughs> hidden, it's yeah. hidden in all these foods. And you just don't think it's not just candy bars. It's not just ice cream. It's hidden. It's in pasta sauces and pizza sauces and, and just all the things that we add to our foods. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. So if you're interested in, in, cutting your sugar back or be paying attention to it. I think this is a really good challenge to take you through 28 days to awesome. get sugar out of your life, or at least get it down to a manageable level. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're going to feel a lot better for it. I think that'll be great. Okay. So the next question in our weight loss questions is what exercises are best for weight loss? Mm, um, that's a good one. Okay. And I'm, I'm going to go ahead and, and push this one also over to you, Rachel. Really? You're not yeah, going to believe really. that I'm going to answer. You're the runner. You're the runner. So I, <laughs> yeah. Come on, come on so run, the, the, <laughs> run those pounds off, lady. <laughs> the best exercise, the absolute best exercise is the one you're going to do. Honestly, just find something that you love to do and start doing it. Walking, running, hiking, going to the gym, lifting, hit classes. If you're going to do it and stick to it, you have some consistency, then it's going to work for you. But everyone is different. Everyone has different preferences. Everyone has different abilities, but there are some exercises that are probably better and more calorie burning than others. But honestly, if you're not going to go do it, then what's, what good is it? Yeah. Well, as, as I said, in the first question, uh, answer to the first question, it was, okay, Exercise should not be your strategy for weight loss to start mm-hmm. with. Okay. You're not going to burn enough exercising to do any sizable weight loss. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a Snickers bar has what 350 calories. Sure. I, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you eat a Snickers bar, you'll eat that Snickers bar in less than two or three minutes. Right. In most cases, people are not savoring a Snickers bar. They're scarfing the Snickers bar. Okay. 
and you eat that Snickers bar, it's 350 calories. It will take you an hour of moderate exercise. So that whole fitness class, that whole hit class you did where you sweated your butt off for an hour, mm -hmm. that's just the Snicker bar. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, well, it, but, so but, go ahead. I, what I like to say is you cannot run away from your diet. You can't. Yeah. And I, and as a runner, and I would rather do any, I'd rather run than do anything else uh, every day, but you, I can't outrun a diet. It's just impossible. And so, yeah, I agree with you on doing the exercises that it's important. you well, like to do. That's important. Mm -hmm. uh, but also I want you, as you start thinking about your overall health and fitness journey to think about exercise as a different way. Mm -hmm. We use words like exercise, workout, that kind mm -hmm. of stuff. I prefer to think of it in terms of training. Mm -hmm. And so it's trained to be who you want to be. So do you, when you're 80 years old, do you want to be frail and weak? Mm -hmm. Do you want your bones to be brittle and weak? And I think for most of us, the answer would be no. Right. You know, when I, I want to be able to wipe my own butt when I'm 105, mm -hmm. call me weird, but I want to be independent and I want to live a good, long, healthy life. So exercise is important for that. It and is. that includes weight training. So I have strong muscles and dense bones. Mm -hmm. And so I think resistance training needs to be in there. For I think sure. having stamina work, which can include running, biking, hiking, uh, classes, all of that is great uh, for building stamina. And, mm -hmm. you know, then you can also work on other things like balance and mobility and agility and other things for what you enjoy in life. Now, exercise does burn calories, so it mm -hmm. can be a tool that will help. And what I've also found, and I said this before, was when people start exercising, they start paying attention. Mm -hmm. When they start paying attention, they start eating better. They start you know, trying to get better sleep. They try to work on stress management. And in many cases, exercise becomes a part of their stress management uh, mm -hmm. process. I used to love, I mean, not love, but if I got really stressed out at work, are really angry at work, mm -hmm. um, happened a lot. Uh, <laughs> I would throw around really heavy weights in the gym. It's like, suddenly nice. I'm, I'm going beast mode in the gym because mm -hmm. I need to get that negative energy out of my body. And I, I'm not talking to anybody. I'm just in there. Okay. I got the bar loaded deadlifts, mm -hmm. kill it, you know? And okay. I, I, I I can, I can put 20 more on there. Cause I'm just that mad, uh, <laughs> you know? Uh -huh. Um, and, and so, you know, and the thing about exercise that I also want to caution is sometimes exercise can be counterproductive to weight loss. Mm -hmm. uh, when I was training for marathons, mm -hmm. I, I, I ate more and I, mm -hmm. I didn't realize how much more I was eating and I was eating runner food, which at the time was pasta. Oh boy. So I was the pasta <laughs> fiend, you know, uh -huh. uh, I was eating pasta every day, you know, carb up and be able to run further and faster and, and all that. And I would put on weight. So I'd start training. I'd be about 185 pounds. And then boom, by the time I was running the marathon, I'm over 195. Mm -hmm. uh, they have a, they have a category for that called Clydesdales. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I'm standing there with all these skinny people about to do a marathon and they're all looking at me like, dude, <laughs> <laughs> you, mm -hmm. you don't need to be doing this. You need to be doing something else. So, so you can't, and then with, of course, you're lifting weights, your body might retain water. You're going to put on right. muscle. And yep. so all those things will say, maybe you're not going to lose weight because of your exercising, but if your training's important enough for what you want to be, the weight loss will come. And that's the other yes. side of it. Exercising 
stress management, sleep, those are ways to manage your health. And a mm -hmm. healthy body realizes it doesn't need the body fat anymore. There's no, right. there's nothing scary going on. If you're feeding your body the standard American diet, you're sending at a constant signal. We're going to die. We're, this mm -hmm. is we're eating poison because there's nothing else to eat. Mm -hmm. And there is, it's, it's, it's all over the, around the outside of the grocery store. You go, you, when you start putting whole food in there and you're doing these other things, your body starts feeling healthy. And then it says, you know, I, I don't need to hold on to this extra bit of body fat. I can safely let it go. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, the other saying is abs are made in the kitchen, right? We've all heard this and, yeah. and that is important. And as far as if your focus is on weight loss, the kitchen is where you want to start, but exercise enhances that weight loss. If you're out there moving and, and have an active lifestyle, you are going to shed a few more calories maybe than what you're taking in, but it's something that it goes hand in hand. You've got to watch and, and do the other. The other thing with exercise specifically with running, like I like to do, and most of my clients or athletes are runners. You know, we learn really quickly what not to eat really quickly. The stomach ailments that runners get are really fun. <laughs> and so like you, you learn, like you've mentioned the, the drive-through at McDonald's or something. If you go for a run after having that, you might end up with heartburn. You might end up with the runner's trots. I mean, I think again, you start to realize, well, this food isn't serving me. It's not helping me not only in the weight loss health realm, but it's also not helping me be better at the exercise that I'm choosing running, lifting weights. I'm sure you've been in the gym feeling, oh, I probably shouldn't have had that for lunch as you're trying to lift a weight. You know, it, I, I think the two things go very well hand in hand. Yeah, I, I prefer to eat. I prefer to exercise fasted. So, mm -hmm. um, I typically, if I'm doing anything, uh, I didn't eat that day or, you know, like I'm going to do the tough mutter. I'm going to have a breakfast. Uh, I start the tough mutter at 10. So I'm probably mm -hmm. going to get up a little early and I'll go have a breakfast and it'll probably Good. be what I normally eat. Mm -hmm. Lots of eggs. So I'll have some <laughs> eggs for breakfast and, mm -hmm. and, and depending on where I am, maybe bacon, uh, with that, but it's going to be, for the most part, it's just going to be eggs. And so it'll be the weird guy that walks in there and says, okay, I want five to six eggs and <laughs> then I'll eat them all. Uh, but then I'll digest them. And so right. they won't be in my stomach. They'll probably be somewhere around my small intestine or large intestine before I start the run. Mm -hmm. And it's something I eat every day, almost every day. So it's my, I know my body tolerates it. And then I'll do my tough mutter. Uh, I won't eat during the tough mutter. Uh, cause I don't have to, um, I don't have to feel up that way, but you know, I know, and it's, it's somewhat happening now is that I'm not losing weight because I'm training for a tough mutter. Um, mm -hmm. I wanted to lose weight. I started trying to lose weight and I did lose some, I lost a good bit, but I haven't, I haven't hit my goal. And I, I now am realizing I, I may not, mm -hmm. and I'm okay with that because I know that I'm in a condition to be able to complete the tough mutter. And that was the goal. Mm -hmm. And, um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's setting your mind and understanding that if you have these competing things, mm -hmm. you, you have to take a step back mm -hmm. and I would, I would never prioritize weight loss over fitness. I would never prioritize weight loss over health. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Yeah. It's important. All right. The next question is, I, I haven't changed my diet, but I stopped losing weight. Why? Mm, oh my gosh. Are we at a plateau? 
we we may be at a plateau. I think some people call the plateau way early. <laughs> oh. you know? Well, if you're weighing yourself every day and you go two days without losing weight, True. three days I'm without losing weight, I'm at a plateau. <laughs> what am I going to do? Yes. Now, the, the, the way I like to think of plateaus is, is this, okay? If what you're doing is good for you, good for your mm-hmm. health, you know, and it, it, it's, it may not be like a plateau. It may just be a ledge on the side of the mountain. So mm-hmm. you've been climbing this mountain and doing really well and feeling really good about what you did. And now you get up onto a ledge. Okay. And it's flat or maybe even feels like it's going sloping down a little bit. Well, if you stop there and say, I'm not climbing anymore, then you're not going up the mountain anymore either. Mm -hmm. So you have to walk across that ledge. You got to spend some time there till you get to the point of the mountain where you can start climbing again. Yeah. Okay. So you're doing the right things. And sometimes just all you need to do is just hang in there. Right. And keep moving forward. Keep, keep eating the way you're eating, keep training the way you're training, keep doing the things you've been doing for your health. And then your body will, will get past this set point, past this plateau that I can tell you that's for a lot of people, it's really, really hard Oh, it Um, is because you just don't see that progress, which is why I'm also a big fan of not just measuring weight loss as a metric, measuring other things like your waist mm-hmm. circumference, your hip circumference, yeah. um, looking at your blood work. I mean, if your A1C is dropping and you're no longer pre-diabetic or diabetic, mm-hmm. when the doctor is win. saying, I can take you off of your blood pressure medicine, or I can lower the amount of medication that you're taking for blood pressure. That's a huge win. Huge. Yep. Okay. Yep. Um, and if you can fit in a smaller dress size, Mm-hmm. Even though you weigh the same, big win. Who cares, <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> you know? So there is that, and then um, you know there are other things you can do to jump set this. Okay, so mm-hmm. a plateau is important um, for one core reason, and this is why: your body likes consistency. Your body right. wants to it wants to stay the same. Same mm-hmm. same is safe. Change is scary. And Mm -hmm. we feel that way about everything else we do. Our body feels the same way. So you'll notice that your, uh, you'll notice that your heart rate, resting heart rate stays about the same. Unless you train up, it'll, it'll change a bit. Your blood pH stays the same. It's in a certain range. Your body temperature stays in a certain range. Mm -hmm. Those are healthy ranges that your body wants to keep your blood sugar within a safe range. Yeah. Um, and so your body's constantly fighting to make those things happen. And mm-hmm. all these processes throughout this very complex system, m- multiple systems on top of systems, is going to cause your body from time to time to want to stop mm-hmm. losing weight, just like it would stop everything else. It wants to stay the same. So you're going to have these set points that are going to happen. Mm-hmm. Everybody has them. Everybody hits them. And then just for one reason or another, the scale does not want to budge. Mm-hmm. Now, what we didn't realize is we also had set points on the way up. And, you know, some of those we blew right past. And some mm-hmm. of those we say, you know, for someone will tell me for five years, I stayed at 230 pounds. Yeah. And they're like, then it's like someone hit a switch and, and I'm at 269 and gaining. Mm-hmm. I've got it. I got to do something. I'm like, yeah, okay. So you had a set point and you broke that set point, And now you're at another set point going up this is a great time to say, okay, well, let's go back down. But 
there's mm-hmm. a set point. So you have to start working your way down and you might get back down to that two thirty and find, yeah, that's another set point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't, I'm going to struggle to get past. So just recognize those are normal. There's no, your body's not angry. <laughs> <laughs> no, and, I think you know, that we hit, we hit a lot of plateaus like you had mentioned, because we don't give what we're doing enough time to work. You know, we're not very patient people and, and we want to see overnight success. But so first sit in, like you said, sit in and do what you're doing for a while and see, you know, if results come after that. But then when we do hit a plateau again, or if we're not making any progress, maybe it's time to switch it up. Maybe it's time to do something different, reevaluate, remeasure what you're doing food wise and, and exercise wise, and, you know, really dive deep into what you're doing to see, you know, what, what can you do to change? And, and I do want to point out too, that a lot of people decide that this is a good time to cut calories and cutting calories may not be the answer. Yeah. Um, I, I agree with you. I think it's really important to kind of reiterate one of the things you said, this is a good time to start measuring. Mm-hmm. And what you may, what you may find is you, you've, you've let some carbs slip in there. You didn't right. really realize what was happening. Mm-hmm. And now your body's acting like it's in maintenance and it's, it's running in maintenance. It's not, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's not wanting to lose that weight. So that's really important. This is a good time to get the scale out, get the measuring, measuring cups, cups out and, start, yeah. and, and just for, you know, for a few days, pay attention to what you're, what you're eating and what your portion sizes are and, and kind of rebase yourself. Mm-hmm. So then the next step would be, yes, what tools and what things have I used that have done this for me in the past? So for some people, it can be just, I'm going I'm to implement an additional hit class this week. And I'll do that for the next three or four weeks and see if that helps me break this plateau. Uh, it could be, you know, Melissa, you mentioned water. It could be, okay, I, I'm mm-hmm. really not drinking enough water. I'm going to start drinking a little bit more water and see how I feel. Um and then again, yeah, with the measuring, if you find, okay, yeah, let some carbs in there, tap them back down, you know, mm-hmm. get them back down, uh, increase your fiber intake, increase your protein intake. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you might need to lower your fat intake. So you might have your macros nailed down and mm-hmm. you're in ketosis and you're still not losing weight. And as I mentioned, I have friends that have been doing keto for years and still obese. Start thinking about what the food you're eating is. You know, they like to make those those keto pizzas and the keto pies and the keto, mm. you know, cakes and, mm-hmm. and all that. And those are regular things they're eating. Almond flour is still a processed food. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and while it's not going to give you the insulin spike and the sugar spike and all of that, your body's still digesting it and using it. And, and so it's, you know, it's there. And so you mm-hmm. just got to think about am I how whole food am I? And am I doing the right things? Am I eating enough vegetables? Am I getting enough protein? And, right. You know, and if the fat's out, out there and it's just, you know, you're eating a ton, ton of fat, well, your body doesn't really need to burn body fat because you're doing that. Um, so yeah, it could be that you cut back on a macro like fat and maybe you bump up your protein a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that could be the change that makes it happen. But um, it's normal mm-hmm. to be at it a happens. set point. And, you know, you need to sit in it and you need to walk across that, that ledge. You got to get back to the mountain climbing. Mm-hmm. You're still moving forward. And that's the other side. If you know what you're doing is good for you, you're still moving forward, even if you don't see it on the scale. So right. keep doing what you're doing and then reevaluate to see if you need to do something Perfect. different. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. All right. And then we have one more question and this comes from hope in our Facebook group. How do you lose weight around the midsection? 
Mm. And I, I hear similar questions like this. How do you, how do I lose weight in my hips mm-hmm. or, you know, my neck or my arms, you know, like the behind the arms, the tricep area, <laughs> you know, they've got the, they got yeah. the, the, the wings and yeah. that type of thing. Um, so Rich, I'll let you kind of jump on this one a little bit. Yeah, I wish I had the answer to that question. I'd probably make a million bucks off of that. But, you know, fat doesn't come off that way. You know, when you're eating well and exercising a lot, it just sheds evenly all over your body. So you really can't target one specific area with weight loss, but you can target specific areas in the gym with weight training. Yeah, the you, yeah, you're absolutely right. We can't really target this, but we can, we can look at what are some reasons that this happens, particularly for women. Mm -hmm. Okay. So for men, it's a natural thing for us to store body fat around our body, but then it'll predominantly be in the stomach area as we're gaining Mm -hmm. weight that we, we really don't need. So once we start getting past the, the healthy BMIs, the body fat is likely to accumulate in the stomach. And I'll say, if you eat a lot of bread, you drink a lot of beer and maybe even some (laughs) other alcohols, that's, that's Mm -hmm. where it's going to want to store that fat. So that's, you know, a lot of it can be the foods and the drinks that you're choosing to put in your mouth that could be causing the fat to be there. Mm -hmm. The other issue, and this is where it more affects women is it's hormones, baby. Um, Hormones are going to tell your body where to store fat. So when you're you're young and your estrogen was awesome and your progesterone was awesome. Uh, your body said, we'll store it in the butt and store it in the boobs. Cause that's mm-hmm. what guys like, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's gonna, that's gonna help us procreate, um, and get their attention. And that's where our body would tend to store that fat. Uh, as our estrogen goes lower, as our progesterone goes lower, our body says, well, you're more like a man now. I'm sorry, but hmm. that's what it says. And so it's going to start wanting to store the fat more in the midsection. So if you're in perimenopause, some women, and I'm not, I'm not proposing this at all, and I'm diagnosing it all. Okay. I'm not a doctor, <laughs> but some women will go on hormone replacement therapy mm-hmm. and that does help them not burn, not put as much fat in their midsection. Because again, they're, they're the hormone replacement is telling them they're a younger woman. And mm-hmm. so they can replace the hormones safely. If they work with your doctor, there's a particular window when it's really safe to do this. And other times it's not, and you may have some other medical issues where it's not right for you, but that's one way that you can look at this problem and say, okay, I can delay the problem or prevent the problem there. The other thing is just realizing that you're going to lose the weight in the midsection when the body is ready to get rid of that weight again, hormones. Mm-hmm. So it's you, you can cut your calories. You can do everything else to lose weight. The midsection should go down over time. Now you might find I lose the body like me. I lose body fat, from my face and my arms and my legs first. Hmm. The midsection will be darn last to, to benefit, <laughs> uh, regardless of what I do. I'm going to, I'm going to have that in the middle all the way until I get down to really low body fat. So mm-hmm. I just know it's, that's where it's going to be. And there's not really anything I can do about it. It's a visceral fat. So mm-hmm. even going into a, a plastic surgeon and saying, Hey, look at this. They're like, can't, can't help you there. I could do a tummy tuck, but I can't really pull that fat out of there because it's, it's all around the liver and we really don't want to play with the liver. Um, <laughs> so, um, 
short of surgery, short of hormone replacement, it's really just about trying to get yourself healthy, right? Not, not drinking beer, not eating certain carbs that are going to cause body fat gain. And, and that over time should shrink your midsection, mm-hmm. but it, there's really no way to spot lose outside of surgery. And again, if it's a midsection fat, then most likely even surgery won't really do you any big good. And no one should think surgery is an answer to a problem like weight loss. Um, You know, again, there are people that need bariatric surgery and things like that. And that's fine. You know, if it's something you need to do for your health, by all means do it. But, you know, as far as just trying to lose the body fat in the midsection, just do do healthy stuff and your body will right. drop it as the as it needs to. Yep, for sure. All right. So that's the end of our weight loss questions. Rachel, I appreciate awesome. your time today going through these yeah. with me. Uh, I really fun. appreciate your 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 take on most of these. Uh all of mm-hmm. these actually. Uh <laughs> anyway. Um okay. So if you have additional weight loss questions, uh go to our group at 40plusfitnesspodcast.com forward slash group. You can ask your questions there. Uh, Rachel and I, we pretty much live on that page. Uh, yep, so, <laughs> yep <laughs> so we're there. If you, if you post something on there, we're, you're going to get an answer from us. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, if you're struggling with something, and even if it's not weight loss, we're talking about weight loss questions today, but if you have exercise questions, if you have running questions, if you have yep. weight lifting questions, if you have sleep questions, stress management questions, anything to deal with health and fitness, and you're over 40 years old, we want to have you in the group and we want to have those questions out there. And if we get a good collection of questions in other areas, uh, we'll have another episode like this and share your questions and and we'll answer them in more detail then. So that would be fun. uh, All right. Well, Rachel, it's great to see you again today. This early, uh, finish up your coffee. (laughs) Thank Uh, you. You've already done your run. So you're going to have an awesome day. It's going to be an awesome day. All right. So you too have an awesome day and we'll talk to you next week. Take care. You too. Bye. Bye. Next time on the 40 Plus Fitness Podcast, we discuss seven weight loss hacks. Until then, have a happy and healthy week.